the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. This is Arthur Idala sitting here at my desk on 45th Street and 5th Avenue. I had such a great time with you guys last night. Um, I especially enjoyed Joan Pelzer. Um, but uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you what a great show we have. Joan, I'll tell you why in a moment why you enjoy it. I'll tell you why. Um, we have three guests, Joan. Tell us who the three guests are today. We, really, we, we usually don't have a trifecta. No, but today we really needed a trifecta because there's lots of breaking news. We have Dr. Keith Ablo, who's been our guest before. He's talking about the prescription project and Hunter Biden, who was actually a patient of his. All right. That's, so that's that first. One. And number two, we have our amazing weekly guest, Times Square Tuesday with Tom Harris. He's going to give us a little update on... Caroline, the comedy, and she got an award. And he's going to talk about Margaritaville, which is going bankrupt. However, what we're hearing from them directly is something well, well, don't, wait, don't, different. Okay, and yeah, you'll you hear it. You have to you stay tuned. And then we get to wrap it up with the most gorgeous woman on the face of the earth to Arthur Idala, and and I think she's gorgeous too, Mary Ann Bertuna, the executive. Well, what is she talking about? Partner. What is she talking about? She is talking about Aretha Franklin, which is to your left all the way. Okay. Aretha Franklin's wills, which were apparently handwritten, and there Nothing is a court case happening right now. And because Mary Ann is like the surrogate court in Brooklyn and she knows all about this firsthand when people actually don't have a will. So she's going to talk to us about what that means. All right. So Joan, the reason why I enjoyed you yesterday was because you had such a a precise definition of what a pansexual was. You liked that? Yeah. (laughs) I I looked it up. (laughs) There's there's Sam Bellino. I I, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning because I need to you know, make sure that people know how I feel about this particular topic because it's such it's so relevant in today's day and age. I as I'm I, I always look at the newspapers right before I come on the air. I go right across, I go to the the New York Times app, the Wall Street Journal app, the Daily News app, and the New York Post app. Those are the four I go across. See if anything's coming on right now at six oh five on a Tuesday night, Times Square Tuesday night. And um I just saw that New York City's historic $62,500 a year Browning School for Boys to admit trans students. And here's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Um, in being blessed growing up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, there was so, there's such diversity. 
and I love the neighborhood I grew I grew up in and I live in. Um, you know, I was walking through the park with Arthur. I think the weekend before last, and there were so many different kids playing basketball and, and in the playground. I mean, literally every color of the rainbow. Um, and I I love that. I love that my son is growing up in that environment because I grew up in that environment. I literally sat in in grammar school. Ready for this, Joan? Between Muhammad Rabah. I remember that. And Israel yes. Wasserstein. Yep. Right. I, I love mean, it. and this is when things were not too great in that in the Middle East in the uh, early seventies. But you know, we didn't. What we we were six, seven, eight. Who thought about it? Um, and well, you don't at that age. You just hug and love. Right. Exactly. There is no hate. There is no. Like, and before we moved into our home, um, and we, Imran wants to come yeah, in. Look. I know, I know, Imran. Imran, you already had enough face time. The Italian, the, um, the pseudo Italian. So wants to come when in. I um, so when we were growing up, um, <laughs> we before we lived in a house, we lived in an apartment, and uh, it was like a, a three family house, and we lived on the top floor. We were renting, and right next to us lived a gay couple, two men. One guy was a doctor, and 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 they were quite flamboyant even to a six seven eight year old boy that i was it was very obvious uh that they that they were a gay couple mm -hmm. and they were in our house all the time like they would come in and out and i'm man i remember him calling my mom mary it was back in the day when you called people from the window and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and um you know like through the years that's just been like a part of my life you know my parents have been on vacation years ago with gay couples that I don't even really think about, and it's been no big deal. And I, I mean, I've been flattered to have gay men who are in the closet to be the first person that they've ever come out to mm -hmm. was me because they felt comfortable and they knew like I didn't care. What has become a little annoying, I guess, and and I understand, I understand that there are other people, not only in this country but even in this city who maybe are not as open-minded um, and as accepting as I am, but like this, this, I mean, people making up words, you know, like, like LBGTQ, Q is queer. Like what is queer? Queer used to be a, a, a slang expression for a gay person. What is queer now? I mean, questioning, I understand. Like if you don't know and you are experimenting, okay. But you know, what is this P, a pansexual? They, they like any gender. Would you like me to read you a definition yeah, again? Go ahead. Queer. This is according to GayCenter.org, an adjective used by some people whose sexual orientation is not exclusively heterosexual or straight. This umbrella term includes people who have non-binary, gender-fluid, or gender-nonconforming identities. Once considered a pejorative term, queer has been reclaimed by some LGBTQIA plus people to describe oh themselves. God. However, it is not universally accepted term even within the community. Okay. So my point is this. It's, I, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. But it's like going into Starbucks. Like, why can't I just say, can I get a, a, a large cup of coffee or a medium cup of coffee? Or and a you're Italian. You should want to use venti. No, no, no. They don't say that in Italy. They don't. They, that doesn't exist in Italy. I just came from Italy. That, that doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's either a, a short coffee or, or a double coffee or that's it. It's like, what do we need all of this, these, this verbiage for? And I mean, I saw something last night somewhere on the Internet where there was a... a person who was originally a male i, I think I, then if you're allowed to say a biological male who is now transitioning into being a woman who is having an argument with someone 
basically saying that men can have babies. And this individual who's making this argument is saying, oh, yeah, men can have babies, men can have babies. And the person who's questioning him says, can I ask you something? You said you're an EMT, correct? Oh, yes, I'm an EMT. If you showed up to someone's house and you examined them and they had a penis would and they were complaining of abdominal pains and they told you, I think I'm having a miscarriage, would you treat that person who has male genitalia for having a miscarriage and the person who was being interviewed was absolutely silent? Because the answer is no. So the bottom line is... We need to just maintain a degree of sanity and, uh, and, and and stop ostracizing people for not using the right terminology. And, and I just read something. There's a new there's uh, some someone, some trans student, I believe it's a male who transitions into a female competed in some race and they won. I mean, that's just not fair. That's just not right. There's a difference between accepting people and respecting people and not uh, not being biased against people and inserting someone where they don't exist. Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle said, you know, if tomorrow morning, uh, if tomorrow morning, um, I forget who he uses as an example, but Stephen Curry no, LeBron James. Tomorrow morning, if LeBron James identifies as a female, should he be able to go play in the WNBA? He'll score 800 points a night. He's uh, He and, and Michael Jordan are the two greatest basketball players of all time. If he says, all of a sudden, I now feel like a woman, should he go and be able to play basketball in the WNBA? And Chappelle went on, <laughs> he went a little further. He's like, let's stop talking about the equality. Because if there was true equality, physical equality between men and women, there would not be a WNBA. There would just be a NBA. And whoever could play, can play. You wouldn't need a special category for women. So let's just accept the fact that we're all different. Men are different. Women are different. Women can do spectacular things that men can't do, like have children, like breastfeed, which is just nursing, which is just spectacular. And men, men will never be able to do that. I don't care how many hormones you shoot into your body. But I didn't want to come off yesterday when I was kind of mocking all of these different names. I mean, anybody who knows me knows the, the crowds I run in, and they are very diverse on every level, and everyone's accepted not only in this law firm but in my home. So, um, But, you know, enough with, like, L, B, G, T, Q, T. What you, you, you threw in an I and an A. a. Plus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think you lose some... Some credit, uh, uh, you lose credibility when you go that one. Um, when you just go too far. Okay, that's my opening monologue, uh, which is totally off the cuff. But I just wanted to make sure people are like, oh, Arthur's like DeSantis, he hates gay people. Like, no, that's not the point at at all. I just. Let's just, you know, let's just enjoy each other and love each other and be respectful of each other as we have Keith Ablo, who's about to come on. And this will be interesting, talking about Hunter Biden and cocaine in the White House and artwork, et cetera, et cetera. Don't go away. We'll be right back. They call him the King, World Series hero, Jimmy Leritz. And they call the cop with over 100 years of law enforcement in his family's blue blood, Tommy Settner. 
Together, they're the king and the cop. Talking about all things cop talk, current events, sports, entertainment, and more. Joined by Robin DeLore, America's favorite Jersey girl. Listen to The King and the Cop, weekdays at noon on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. All right, let us talk about our friends at Bay Ridge Honda. This is Arthur Idala, and I am personally attesting to the greatness of Bay Ridge Honda on 88th Street and 4th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, or at BayRidgeHonda.com. You see, they're kicking off the month of July by saving you $1,500. That's how much they will give you when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Honda. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now you get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models this entire month. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your or your trade or your lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy your car from them, they'll buy your car from you. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See deal for details. Ends July 30th, 2023. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. We think we are invincible. When we're healthy, we think we don't need a power of attorney. We don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, I'll worry about that when I get older or become sick, and nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? The state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and health care proxy as soon as you can, when you're healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing this for 40 years. 
They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. song for the broken hearted little uh, Bon Jovi here it's my life well you know who uh, who can help you with your life you need a good life coach our next guest psychiatrist for 25 years New York Times best-selling author life executive coach and consultant and, you know, he's a pretty cool guy to hang out with, especially if you're at the track at Saratoga and you need someone to choose random numbers to bet the horses with. Uh, a guy who I've known for a little while now through the great Paul Carlucci, the one, the only, Dr. Keith Ablo. Hello, Dr. Ablo. Arthur, how are you, pal? It is random for me at Saratoga. I just, like, pick numbers I like. I don't know what I'm doing there. I, I'm, you guys I'm, know what you're doing. No, no, no. I have no clue. I just follow the random numbers you pick, and every once in a while you get lucky. And I think sometimes it's almost as good as the guys who are sitting there with all the race forms and figuring things out. But, Dr. Uh, Dr. Ablo, your name was all over the place yesterday. Actually, I heard Rudy Giuliani talking about you on the radio um, why don't you just, you know, you hosted your own television show for a while. You're on the Fox News Channel for over a decade. Why don't you take the microphone and tell us what, why Keith Ablo is in the news these last couple of days? Well, there you have it. I'll take the microphone from the great Arthur Idala. Can you imagine? Uh, who we used to do normal and normal or nuts together on Fox News, which was That's some correct. of the best fun we ever had. Legal but, um, insanity. So right. Legal insanity. So, listen, why was I in the news? Because um, the New York Post published a piece in which it shared a piece of art I had created. The art is a supersized prescription, because I do that art at projectprescription.com. And I've been collected by artists really around the world, by collectors around the world, art collectors, uh, including Steve Cohen, who's a, a big stock trader, et cetera, a big art collector. In any case, this one was made out to Hunter Biden, and it said the word below. This is a prescription. It's made out to Hunter Biden, not an official prescription. It's art. Blow, the word crossed out, and then it says blow paint underneath it as the prescription, meaning don't use cocaine. Follow your passion. If your passion is, in fact, being a painter, do that. Right. But, you know, in the context and we don't know, was it Hunter's cocaine? Wasn't it at the White House? Nobody knows. And, and maybe it wasn't. But the reason the Post ran with this, I think, is because of that sort of cloud that's sort of following him. Now, was it his? And the prescription says, listen, don't do the drugs. Follow your art if that's what your passion is, because people dodge and weave around what they're really supposed to do in life partly by getting intoxicated, especially if, and you may hate Hunter Biden. Everybody in the world may hate Hunter Biden. He may be the worst person in the world. Still, uh, if you're in a car, and I said this in the New York Post piece, if you're in a car and your sister and your mom die in front of you when you're two in the back seat, which is his life experience, 
you're set up for a life of trouble. And it, you can be a lifetime of trouble. Doc Devil, let me just ask you that because you mentioned um, was he, was Hunter actually two when that uh, happened? He was two years old, I believe. Okay, yeah, I'm, this is a. I could be wrong. Okay, uh, no, I, I let me just ask you this question. This has nothing really to do with Hunter Biden, but does a two-year-old able to process that and hold on to that, or are they too young and the brain's not developed enough to keep to hold on to that memory? Well, I'll tell you, part of the trouble is your brain isn't developed enough to make sense of it. So even if you were a 30-year-old and that happened and you had the capacity to draw on philosophy and religion and try to understand how were they here today and they're gone now, how is that possible? Like, that would be a horrific uh, journey to try to understand that. For a two-year-old, you can't. And so it's shattering of so many things, your notion of things being permanent, you know, is love, can it just evaporate in a moment? And if you, if you don't grapple with that, if someone doesn't help you really get to the bottom of it, then you're vulnerable to anesthetizing yourself, not wanting to feel those incredible outsized feelings. And, you know, yes, it can follow you for a lifetime. I mean, believe it or not, they've done studies where kids who are separated from their moms due to a certain trouble at birth, and they have to go to the, say, the neonatal intensive care unit. So they're not with their mothers for, say, a week. Those kids do less well in life. They're, they're much more vulnerable to depression, for instance, than kids who didn't have that experience, which is crazy to wow, think Wow, that's about. kind of, yes, it is. <laughs> it is crazy. So I'm very happy that my one-and-a-half-year-old, well, now she's a 19-month-old daughter is so attached to my wife, I guess that will serve her well in the long term. Let me ask him, Keith. We're talking to Dr. Keith Ablow, talking about Hunter Biden, and I mean, do you think it's in the realm of possibilities that that cocaine found in the White House really came from Hunter Biden? I mean, is he that out there that he's going to walk into the White House knowing all the scrutiny on him with any sort of contraband on him whatsoever? Well, man, I mean, um, listen, I I wouldn't... uh, you know, pretend to know. But what I will say is that there are people in the world who, for, who will take any, any level of risk and who generally are able to move through all kinds of hurdles and pass through all kinds of gates almost unscathed. And, you know, again, love them, hate them, uh, you know, uh, know a lot about them or don't. Um, most people now know that Hunter Biden um, was able to navigate the world and do extraordinarily complex things for many years without uh, while while having all kinds of trouble and yet not be tripped up by it for all well, that when you time. say trouble you're talking about drug addiction correct well he writes in his book and you know I, I i don't say more than i should because the press has said hey you know keith ablo treated hunter biden for three months for his drug addiction but yes i mean his drug addiction for instance you know that's not that's not nothing so if if you're struggling with that and at the same time meeting with world leaders and business international business tycoons and um doing complex deals that means that you might come away thinking, I can do anything. Talk to me real quick, Dr. Keith Ablo, about cocaine addiction um, in general and 
Number one, is it a true addiction? And number two, uh, is it where does it fall if you can rate this in terms of you know having to quit it? In other words, they say heroin and and nicotine and alcohol. Yeah. You know, super super hard to get rid of those habits. Is, is cocaine fall into yeah. that category? I think it's very seductive. Once you are addicted to cocaine and you've learned that you can distance yourself from pain, um, you might decide, I don't want to feel pain anymore. I'm going to do this as long as I can. Um, Or you might relapse to it because you're in pain again. Um, And that's its calling card is that it it can allow you to not feel. It's By the way, it's a devil's bargain every time. The only way to get stronger is to feel everything You've been attempting to dodge and weave around. That's how you get stronger in life. Is it, sta- is it in the, it, Rudy? Go ahead. I'm going to let you wait. I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about Rudy. I just want to ask you one more question. But is cocaine yeah. addiction fall into the category of nicotine addiction and heroin addiction and alcohol addiction? Well, here's one thing about coke. Um, and it's a dirty little secret, right? Because I like to get people better, right? And, and you can't cling to myths if you intend to actually restore people to well-being. Um, the truth is that there are a lot of people out there who used cocaine um, and their senators and their heads of companies. I don't recommend using cocaine. I think you can have a stroke. I think you can become addicted if you are predisposed to that. But we shouldn't lie to the public or to ourselves and say, everybody who uses cocaine ends up as a drug fiend and homeless and addicted for life. No. The truth is we all know people who've dabbled, used even, I mean, used Wall, a lot Wall Street, Wall, in the height of Wall Street in the 80s. I mean, they were going in at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then the bathroom was lined up with guys doing blow. I get it. Keith, I know you want to talk yeah. about Rudy, and I'm going to let you do that. I have one more question, though, about Hunter Biden. Um, and I, I really I don't know enough about it to really have an opinion, except... I really found it off-putting that when his brother dies of cancer, Hunter then winds up, you know, fooling around with his sister-in-law. What does Dr. Keith Ablow have to say? Like, where does that come from in your brain of the millions of women in this world? You you go after your brother's, uh, you know, wife. Yeah, well, uh, if someone were to ask me, is this a good idea? I would say that seems like an incredibly bad idea. Um, why is it? that you're not seeing that, um, the potential hurdles, um, the way that people around you are going to see it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do people end up married to their sibling spouses? Yeah, no, yeah, I know what happens. happens. Yep, but, I know. You know, it happens, but is it, is it a, again, another high-wire act? that seems misguided. Yeah, I would say it seems like a high-wire act that's incredibly misguided. All right, so Keith Ablow, we have 120 seconds left. The floor is yours. It's an open mic. Go for it. Simple. I like Rudy Giuliani. I don't know. Like yesterday on the radio, he he got everything wrong. He's like, Keith Ablow was arrested by the FBI. I'm like, no, no, I wasn't. I wanted to call in. Like, Rudy, what are you you talking about? I want to do an MRI of the guy, make sure he's okay. Um, but anyhow, he seemed very negative and, and the negativity about my New York Post piece where they covered this art, um, which, uh, you know, I, I like doing the art. Um, he was very negative. And I think the reason he was very negative is because he, I think he was thinking without being like a mind reader 
Who are you to give this guy a chance? Why are you saying that his early life experience could set him up for this kind of behavior? And why are you saying that he's an artist? Well, look, he is an artist because he creates art and um, people seem to buy it and they're not all bribing him, I don't think, okay? And so that's the fact. And secondly, the idea that people do not fall victim to drug addiction out of early life trauma is, is just folly. So I'm happy to debate that with Mr. Giuliani, but uh, or the mayor, or you know the would-be president. But I, I guess he just had his facts wrong. I felt almost badly for him because he's right. like, well, you know, the record has FBI been rated him, and the record know, has yeah. been corrected here on the Idola Power Hour with Dr. Keith Ablo. Two bald heads are better than one. Legal insanity. Uh, you're 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 a great guest, Dr. Keith. I appreciate you finding the time to come on, and I wish you all good things, my man. And at some point, I will talk to your daughter and tell her she has a great, great man as her father, and that oh. should insulate her from all manner of ills in the world. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a get out of jail free card. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Keith Ablo, we are going to come back very quickly with uh, Tom Harris talking about Times Square Tuesday and then Mary Ann Bertuna talking about Aretha Franklin's will. Don't go away. I don't want to be the girl that has to fill the silence. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. So let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. I think, Sam Lillian, are we going to Plaza College very soon? Yes, we are. July 20th. All right, we're going to do a live remote there, us and uh, Kevin. Is that the plan? That is correct. Six to seven with us and seven to eight with Kevin McCullough. Oh, I'm very excited. Well, I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for, I don't know, over a year now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have their school of court reporting, but they have their four other schools as well, including their school of nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months, and the first cohort... That began with 20 students and graduated 18 successfully. They're just doing laps around this city, helping the sick, and we want to give them a huge congratulations. The Plaza College Nursing Program is helping the city of New York. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students get to work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is an incredible experience. And you can get more information regarding these programs I just mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health. Just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. 
Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. All right, let's talk about uh, my friend Jason and Ray at Hemp Leaf because I think of them every morning when I step into the shower. I get it all nice and hot and steamy, and then I use their liquid black soap to clean that grime off of my skin, and it leaves me feeling soft, crisp, and clean. All of these natural, uh, all of their natural botanical products are manufactured in their long island new york facility and all the products are vegan friendly and cruelty free and that's why i put their shea butter today i did it on the top of my bald head all over my face the back of my neck trying to keep myself looking young use the hemp leaf products their shea butter their whipped butter they will keep you hydrated and moisturized oh and before i get they all forget they also have this amazing muscle rub called icy pot that's right icy pot it's like the newest most natural form of ben gay and hemp leaf has also created something called heal ixer which is really for neuropathy to get the blood flowing in the lower your lower extremities like the women's heels after wearing those high heels all day. So remember, Hempley folks, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in your body. So visit them at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.h-e-m-p-l-i-e-f.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. I'm just a Broadway baby. So, welcome back. It's 636 on a Tuesday evening here in the middle of July. I'm at uh, 45th and 5th in Midtown Manhattan. Looking at a Mr. Softy truck parked down in the corner next to the old good old Best Buy. Before we go to our next guest, um, I just want to read something that I was reading and came on right before the show, which is the bummer. Kevin Costner is divorcing his wife, Christine Baumgartner. Actually, she's divorcing him. She's the one who filed. So they're in court and they're fighting. And um, I, I, I really don't do matrimonial cases here because you look at people's wedding albums and their pictures and how much they loved each other and the whole world revolved around them and then they're in divorce court talking about how horrible they all are to really to go from one extreme to the other it's it's heartbreaking so apparently kevin costner uh they have three children together and um she wanted him to pay a quarter of a million dollars a month a month in child support and he wanted to pay uh Fifty-two thousand dollars a month in child support, uh, and the judge 
kind of split the difference. I didn't do the the exact math. She came back at $130,000 a month. $130,000 a month. So that's a lot more than people make in a year. There, uh, Kevin is giving that to his wife a month. Plus, he's paying $200,000 in attorney's fees and $100,000 in forensic costs. That means they look at how much money Kevin Costner has coming in from different projects and what he has in his residuals, and they, the judge will figure out what he's really worth and how much um, uh, the long-term, whether it's alimony or child support, will be. Um, she is moving out of their home. She has until the end of the month to do so. Um, the Kosser did not agree with the amount she requested, claiming he can't afford the amount she wants amid his changing job situation because I believe he is no longer in um, Yellowstone. It's very hard to <laughs> to believe that Kevin Costner can't afford these amounts of money. I mean, the guy has had an insanely brilliant uh career in TV, and I mean, in, in movies and now on TV. Costner has been pushing to get bound up. Baumgartner to vacate their shared home for weeks, citing a premarital agreement they both signed in 2004 that stated she would leave their marital estate within 30 days of a separation wherever to occur. Um, you know, I, it's it's just a bummer. I, I, I it's just a bummer. But um, I because I just I you know I'm I'm a mush. I hate to see the and you see the picture of them with the little kids and three kids and it's. Very disruptive for the kids. But, you know, Kevin Costner, I believe he's been on Broadway in something along the line. I got to meet him right off of Broadway on 6th Avenue, 211 6th Avenue, in the Fox News studio. Um, and, you know, Tom Harris, I um, I walked out of doing a, a hit one day, and there was Kevin Costner on Fox, and there was Kevin Costner in the green room. And there was this, like, unwritten rule that you're not supposed to, like, approach the superstars like that, but I didn't care. I was there long enough. And... One of his movies that he's in that's one of my favorites is, you know, he's a big baseball fan, and it's called um, Bull Durham. And in that movie, he plays a guy named Crash Davies, who's a minor league ball player. It's Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon. It's a great, great, great baseball movie. So I just go over to him. I go, hey, Crash Davies. And Tom, he lit up like a bulb. Like, he was really beaming, and he goes... That was such a fun movie. And he drove, I believe it was a Chevy Nova in that car, in that movie, and he wound up buying it from the producers, and, he, and to this day, I believe he has that car. So that is my Tom Harris, Kevin Costner story for the day. How are you, Tom? I'm doing well. And the famous line from that movie is, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. There you go. And he causes, he causes the rain delay by turning on the... Uh, the sprinklers on the field that they were supposed to play in. Yeah, it's a, it's one of my favorites. And, you know, my ears were ringing. Was it today or yesterday you were having a, a lunch with a friend of mine named Joe? Uh, today. Today I had lunch with Joe. What a great person. You don't have to tell me. The former United States Marshal of the Southern District of New York, Joe Guccione. He doesn't like anyone to know who he is, so it's probably killing him. I just mentioned his name on the radio, but he is just a really treasure, not only to this city and state, but to this country. He used to watch uh, Justice Scalia. He was part of Justice Scalia's detail, and that's how I think I originally met Joe. Um, but he's he's part of the Idala family. So, Tom Harris, tell us what's going on in Times Square here in the middle of July. I'm sure tourist season is ramping up. It is ramping up. Um, a little bit of static on the line out there. Not sure if you could hear me, but yes, tourism. Our hotels are at uh, 89%, 94% on the weekend. 
We're beating the Manhattan numbers, so we're very happy about that. Friday, we had 386,000 people in Times Square. And just walking through Times Square tonight, there were young kids, tour groups. It was alive and energized, and it's a great day in Times Square today. Are you able to identify any of the migrants, uh, the people who you know just kind of got here? Because they're right up the block. I was I walked by um, the Roosevelt Hotel today. I stuck my mm-hmm. head in, and there's all families. I mean, you just think that they're tourists. I mean, they're dressed appropriately. They have cell phones, and I'm just curious whether you've seen any of these people floating around. It's just three blocks away. Sure. We have a couple of hotels that are housing the, the, the migrants in Times Square, but that's not counted in the in the numbers that I gave you. They remove those numbers. So it's not an inflated number. And by and large, they're existing. They're at the Rowe Hotel. They're at the Candler on 42nd Street. And uh, we really don't have any any problems. Most of them are here long enough that they're they're working and just trying to live the American dream. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that. Any uh, Broadway shows opening, closing? Anything we need to know about on that front? I, I you know, I probably shouldn't speak for uh, any. I'm going to see MJ tomorrow, but I saw Shocked, and if you can go see Shocked, it is absolutely fantastic. I, MJ I is fantastic too, that. by the way. MJ, the MJ, dancing, I, I the, have to the, hit, like every. Every theater family. Aladdin is great. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss any. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just making sure they're all going to be there. Real quick before you go, um, Margaritaville. There's an article in today's paper or yesterday's paper. When was this on? Yeah, no, today. Um, will bankruptcy close Margaritaville in Times Square? What does Tom Harris have to say? Okay, so so first, first off, that's just outside of our district, but... Okay. Um, since they identify as being in Times Square, we're thrilled that they have the Times Square name. It's sort of old news. The owner of the building uh, filed for bankruptcy. Margaritaville has a 40-year lease. Their occupancy is in the mid-90s. So they're even beating the Times Square numbers. It's a very popular place. A lot of nights they're even sold out. So they are breaking all the records. I spoke with the catering manager today. And, and rest easy, Parrot Heads, they will be open and, and in the vicinity of Times Square for the next 39 years at least. Tom, before you go, uh, uh, Joan wants to ask you something real quick. I want to ask you about what's going on with Caroline and the world of comedy. Oh, so so today we were at the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, not to be confused with the Hard Rock Cafe, the Hard Rock Hotel on 48th Street. And they are celebrating uh, the 19th year of the New York Comedy Festival. So Caroline Hirsch was the founder and producer of this and uh, it's going to be 10 days from november 3rd through november 12th including 10 shows at the hard rock hotel at 48th street in times square so it was very sad uh to lose caroline's of broadway the light dimmed a little bit brighter less on on broadway when she left but comedy and caroline will be returning to Times Square in the fall, so we're very excited about that. All right, that's great news. There's the update from Times Square with Tom Harris. Tom, thank you so much. I always appreciate you jumping on the show and giving us the real news from Times Square. And I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. All right, be well. Tom Harris, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with an expert in the world of surrogacy and probate. That would be Marianne Bertuna. Don't go away. 
Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. My friend and your friend, morning show host Joe Piscopo has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer to our AM 970 family, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo, three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly to Sicilia and spend three nights in Taromina. In Taromina, you're going to do the Godfather tour. You're going to visit some middle e- medieval villages where the movie itself was a film, including the famous Var. Barvitelli, where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Enjoy a once-in-a-lifetime wine tasting at Mount Etna. And then on to Palermo for three more nights before flying home. Rome and Sicily, what a great customized trip. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. And remember, folks, a Perillo tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's 1-800-431-1515. Or go to PerilloTours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Suzanne Vega, 64 years old. Even though she's singing about a girl, I love the night. Listen to this, folks. My name is Luca. Luca. I live on the second floor. I live upstairs from you. Yes, I think you've seen me before. So I want to give a, uh, this is such a good song. This is actually a sad song. It's about a girl who saw some domestic violence. Her name was Luca. But my son's name is Luca. You guys know Luca. He's here on Wednesdays usually, and he's listening to Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones. Well, two fantastic things happened today. Um, I got uh, Luca's grades. From his junior year in high school, Sam Bellino, my son, who will be 17 years old tomorrow, he got straight A's right down the line. Oh, that's amazing. 93, 94, 96, 99, 99, 98, 100. Um, That's got to make you feel good, right? Oh, forget about it. And then he got, um, I got his Regents test uh, score. He took the American History Regent, which is a citywide test, on um, June the 1st, and he got an 87, which is spectacular. Uh, Luca is currently in a pre-college program for the next couple of weeks, next three weeks. 
Tomorrow will be his birthday. It's I got to figure out how I'm handling that because I missed the little guy already. You know, he's a little. He's taller than I am. So for Luca Joseph Idala, congratulations, my son. Um, keeping things in the family. When Joni came to me and said, Joni, what was the issue with Aretha Franklin? Aretha Franklin, there were some handwritten wills found in a couch. And they went to court to find out if they were relevant or not. So Joan so said, Joan, this was her idea. She gets the credit. She said, why don't we have Marianne on since she is the counsel to the public uh, administrator of Brooklyn who works for the surrogate judge. And the surrogate judge is the, th- the judge that handles estate matters, which is what Connors and Sullivan does. Um, so without further ado, the woman who really makes my, my world spin, my earth turn, um, Marianne Bertuna. Hello, Ms. Bertuna. Hello. Thank you for that introduction. And we're so proud of Luca. He's really a shining star. Happy early birthday to Luca. And um, Marianne, you, you obviously weren't listening like two segments ago. I had a, a psychiatrist on who was, or maybe he's a psychologist. I forget. But um, no, he's a psychiatrist. Um, talking about the importance of mothers bonding with their infants and I highlighted oh. the fact of how, <clears throat> how Ariana is still clinging to you, <laughs> literally. And he was yes. saying how, you know how wonderful they say, they say really infancy is for the first three years of a child's life. Okay, so well. We rub- yeah, so, you know, when that's why they need their mommies. They need their daddies, too. But, you know. Um, well, mommies are much more special daddies. than daddies. That's my opinion, anyway. Well, that's very sweet. I think we're all special, and obviously Ariana and Arthur and Luca adore their dad. So, doing well, a great job, honey. All right, and now I need you to, to take off your Arthur Idala fan club hat, which I know you're the president I'm of. Such a fan! I'm wearing your hat right now. Oh, thank you, thank you. The Idala Power yeah, Hour white Idala hat. Power Hour. I just love it. I walk around with it most days. I, <laughs> that is such a myth. <laughs> I, sweetheart, I need you to put I on your. Baseball your... cap doesn't go with my attire, but listen, my dad wears it, so kudos uh, he does to wear you. It. He's been wearing it almost every weekend. And you know what's very cool? He attached to it an Italian American pin. It's yeah. like the Italian flag he, and the American flag. I'm very yes, proud of that. Thank you, Geraldo. Yes, my parents adore their son-in-law. I need you. Thank you. And the feeling is mutual. All right, Marion, I need you to be a okay, lawyer now. What's going on? I need you to be a lawyer. I'm sorry. We have so much, so many nice things to say to each other. Oh, I know. We should just only talk on the radio. It would be a lot smoother. Okay, honey, stick to the point. Okay. Okay. Well, you stick to the point. What happened with Aretha Franklin? Because I believe there's been a decision. We only have like like four minutes left. There, a decision was issued. Except it stole my thunder because here I thought I was going to make this great prediction about what was going to happen with the wills, but very quickly. There were two holographic wills, which to anyone who doesn't know, those are handwritten wills. Most New Yorkers wouldn't know so much about it because in New York, those types of wills are not accepted by the court, except in very rare circumstances, usually for someone who's in the armed forces or at war, which obviously doesn't apply here. But in Michigan, the courts do accept handwritten wills so long as they're entirely in the handwriting of the testator and signed by the testator, which is the person who is who is making the will. So in this case, the great so Aretha just, Franklin. So just so we're clear, Mary, it does not need to be witnessed like a will does 
in New York. Oh, it, it does not. So if I if I took out no. a pad right now and I wrote out, you know, my name is Arthur Idala and my wishes are my wife Marianne Petuna to get the entirety of my estate and it's and I sign it and it's signed by Judge Leventhal who's standing next to me and Joan Pelzer who's standing next to me, is that acceptable in New York State? That that is not because you have to it's only in rare circumstances. And I that I explained that for um those in the armed forces. Really? Okay. All right. Well, we can talk about this. So let's get back to Aretha Franklin. We can do a whole other lesson on wills later. So what happened with Aretha Franklin? There were two wills? Is that, was that what was going on? There were two wills. There was one in 2010, and there was one in 2014. And uh, in, in Michigan, it's acceptable, and they normally look to the most recent will because it's considered that the pre, any later will is the more accepted version. So the, it seems like the jury followed the law here because they did decide that the 2014 handwritten will, which was the later will, uh, wins. In this okay, case. and do we know, whether you or Joan, do we know who got who are the beneficiary of the 2014 will? Who like who wins the well, lotto of Aretha Franklin? So there are four. There are four children. There was one that appears to have some disabilities that was not mentioned in the will, which perhaps there's often for estate planning reasons. Reason for right, that? There may be a separate trust. Exactly, right. but in in it, the, the big difference was it really left her personal home to one of the siblings, as opposed to all of them sharing in it. But they're all in t- they're all splitting the royalties equally, and it seems like they're splitting other personal property equally. They ended up spending over a million dollars in legal fees. I often wonder why couldn't they figure this out? Apparently, the brothers get along. I, I don't know why they couldn't settle this. But look, at the end of the day, it seems like the jury followed Michigan law, which allows for handwritten wills signed by the person who made the will, so long as it's you know in their hit her handwriting, which it was in this case. And they're supposed to choose the later will because it's presumed that the other will, regardless of whether or not it's being destroyed, uh, it does not prevail. It's, okay. It's so, it's so basically, which which makes sense. The most recent one yeah. is presumed to be right. the most recent desires the, of the, whole the deceased. Thing, the whole right. The whole thing was that it was written in a spiral notebook. And it wasn't as detailed as the first one, which was apparently 20 pages and very detailed. And this one was a lot more simple. But the lawyer's argument, which prevailed with the jury, was why would someone sign? Oh, so this hold on. This was a jury verdict. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. All right, Marianne Bertuna, we only have 60 seconds left. We have a big weekend this weekend. We have Carmine from Staten Island visiting uh, us uh, out in Long Island uh, with his parents. Uh, Do you have any big activities planned for young Carmine? You know what? I the best thing about babies is they are so entertaining. I I'm gonna let the babies take the lead. Okay. And what do you think you're gonna be cooking for Carmine's parents? I know you like to like really whip things up in the kitchen. What's gonna be your your meal of the weekend? Oh, I love to cook. You know, I make my famous pesto sauce. Well, I was gonna say, did you see how good the basil looks in front of the house? Maybe we should just take that with us. My my sister really, I don't know what she did. She figured out a better recipe than mine. No, 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 no. Nothing's better than you, Mayor. Nothing's so. better than you. All right. I am going to the Columbus Citizens Foundation tonight to have dinner with a great lawyer, Angela Genova. 
So I will be home after dinner at the Columbus Citizens Foundation, okay? Yes, that's fine, except I have to correct myself on the radio. All right, no, we can't go because we have three minutes left. The show's over. You can call in tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. It's Arthur Idollar on the Power Hour. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.